Raymond. We have a special guest on this week. We, we talked about him last week, uh, Chris Power. Welcome aboard. What's going on, guys? Welcome. Not much, man. It's been Not a long time. Much. It has been, been a long time. time. Yep. How you doing, bud? Oh, getting by. <laughs> Aren't we all? Life oh, throws yeah. it at. Life throws its. Life throws its curveballs. Mm-hmm. And we brought Chris on because we talked about Nickelodeon, the documentary we watched last week, The uh, Orange Years. And it came up in conversation that you were actually on Nickelodeon at one time when you were yeah. on Nick News. And we talked about it a little bit, and uh, we'll get into it in a few minutes. But yeah. Can't believe they didn't ask you to be on the documentary. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking bastards. They didn't even cover Nick News that much on the documentary, but I remember no, it was such didn't. a big, huge part of that channel. Yep. And, but we'll talk about all that. I, I know you talked to your dad last night. You said you were going to talk to him about... Um, how that happened when you were on there? You said you were eight years old when you were on there, right? So you're yeah. So you the, the memories are kind of muddled. Yeah, right. but I do remember you bringing the tape into school and we watched it. I do remember that. So I we'll still talk have, all about it. I still have the tape. Interesting. You should put it on YouTube. That'd be pretty cool. Although Nickelodeon, <laughs> Nickelodeon uh, Paramount may may not like that copyright yeah. infringement, but who, who um, knows how they would do with that? Yeah. Uh, so, let's start off with a Teach Ray Sports segment because there is some news in the Red Sox organization this week. This is the theme to Teach Ray Sports. We need a theme for Teach Ray Sports. I couldn't think of anything that would be original. I stole this instrumental from the Gary Shanley Show. This is the theme to Teach Ray Sports. This is the theme to Teach Ray Sports. So, Kevin, you're going to lead this one what, for us here. Yes, Tim, uh, Tim, Tim Wakefield, Wakefield passed away this who week. I rem- who I remember because I watched yep. baseball back in, the, back in the day. Yep. He uh, was a big member of the 2004 championship Red Sox team. In fact, he was supposed to start game four, but... They were getting the absolute shit beaten out of them by the Yankees in that game, in game three. So he went to the manager and said, let's save the bullpen and I'll just take the beating and whatever happens, happens. So he basically entered the game when they were down by like seven or eight runs, uh, saved the bullpen to line the bullpen up for the rest of the series, uh, and essentially saved their season. Of course, they came back with a 3-0 deficit and won the World Series that year after 86 mm-hmm. years. Um, he was just a uh, lifelong Almost a lifelong member of the Red Sox. He was drafted as a first baseman with the Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, he was in double A and didn't see a future in baseball if he didn't change something about his game. So he learned how to throw a knuckleball mm-hmm. um, from one of the old vets that was passing through at the time. And ended up using the knuckleball his entire career. He placed third in the Cy Young Award race with award race with the Red Sox his first year, um, having an ERA of just under three. Not many people throw the knuckleball anymore. That's kind of an old, old pitch from way long ago, like an old trick pitch. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's sad. Um, Kurt Schilling, kind of a piece of shit last Thursday, yeah. saying it on his podcast, even I though they're trying, to keep it, they're trying to keep it out of the public's eye that Tim was not doing very well. All he had to say was something like, you know, Tim Wakefield's health isn't the best, you know, thoughts and prayers. But no, he'd let everyone know that Tim had cancer and his wife had cancer. 
Uh, I don't think anyone knew that he was on his deathbed because right. he died like four days later. Um, so yeah, that uh, that's your Teach Race Sports segment. And um, also, I was going to work some Trevor Bauer talk into this because his life was completely ruined by a woman. And Monday it all came out that she was full of shit because the, the court case was over. Bauer had just signed for like $150 million with the Dodgers and immediately MLB suspended him for like 250 games, um, which is well over a year. Um, and then the Dodgers ended up just straight up releasing him. Um, and now if I was him, I would sue the shit out of everyone because it came across that uh, she basically was texting her friend like, he's going to be my next victim. She said that she feared for her life the night after they were intimate together. And then there was a video that they withheld from his, uh, his lawyers, basically, where she filmed herself the day after he allegedly, quote-unquote, beat the shit out of her, where she was laying in bed with him sleeping, and she was smiling the entire time um, without a single mark on her. And then all of a sudden, hours later, she was covered in bruises, like after she left his apartment or whatever. Um, so, yeah, some real sketchy stuff. And um, Trevor Bauer is now playing in Japan um, I don't know how much he's making over there. He's probably making good money because he's still a very good pitcher. But at the time, he was like probably top three pitcher in baseball. Um, so he has been cleared, and I hope he signs with the Red Sox because we <laughs> need pitching in the worst way. Okay. <laughs> so that's our Teach Race Sports segment. <laughs> um, so let's get on to a Fat Fuck segment. Because I'm fat, fat, fat. couple of items of note. Mrs. Butterworth, the po- popular for syrups and pancakes, all that shit, coming out with an elf-inspired branding this Christmas with elf-inspired syrup and pancake kit with uh, sprinkles and, f- and frosting and all that whole jazz. Uh, sugar cookie flavored, I that believe. That sounds so. way too sweet. It does. Way too much. Um, but of course, if you've seen the movie, you know Syrup plays a big part oh, yeah. in Buddy's Buddy's uh, time in New York. So. He does drink it. Yep. Um, Ruffles, the chip brand, are coming out with a honey mustard flavor double crunch. Um, I'm not sure about that. I, I'm not. I'm, I like some ruffle ruffle flavors, but yeah, I'm not sure about that. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I like honey mustard, so I'd be okay with it. Yeah, it's worth trying. Um, <clears throat> Lucky Charms coming out with a Loki inspired uh, box with a. Kind of a 3D uh, look at the uh, cover where it changes changes into Loki playing with all the Lucky Charms, and that's basically it this week because I didn't get to hand you off the flip whips that we we're gonna try, so we'll have to try it next week. Okay, um, sounds good, bud. But we are going to do since it's the first of the month, we're gonna do a show and tell. So many geeky things that we could pull off from the show. We've been collecting shit for years and now we're whipping it out. So it's time to showcase all the money that we wasted well. Say la vie, say the old folks, just keep up show and tell. Kevin, I'll let you go first this week. 
Alright, uh, I got the another Back to the Future themed thing. The ultimate visual history yes. of Back to the Future. That, of course, comes with like postcards and letters um, from all three of the Back to the Future movies. Um, obviously, one of my favorite movies of all time. And there's a movie on Amazon I'm going to watch tonight that I have been told, explained to me, that is basically Back to the Future meets Halloween, where a girl time travels back to 1987 to help her mother stop a killer in her hometown. What's that so movie called? wait for that. What's that movie called? Is that the new one? Uh, yeah, it just came out on Prime today, I okay. believe. I'm going to watch that um, too. I can't remember what the name of it is. It's, it's on the front page of Amazon. Okay. I saw it when I looked up the boys. Yeah, I knew I knew it was coming so, out. I wasn't sure where. I will be. I'll watch it yeah, this weekend. Yeah, Real Blend interviewed the director of it, and uh, it sounds awesome. Sweet. Well, I'm in the middle of packing, moving, God knows where. But I decided to take this off the wall today. This is my collage I made when I went to see Stanley in 2015. Nice picture of me and Stan. Amazing uh, Spider-Man 300 first appearance of Venom. The VIP badge, posters, all that nine, all that great stuff. Um, surprise! How's the uh, picture of you and Stan never made it as like your profile picture? I ha- I do have it on there, but I haven't done it in a while. Okay. I, I had at one point I did, but yeah, I, okay. I do. And plus, I don't really like the way the picture came out because I was really tired, <laughs> ah. walking around all day. But it was uh, a couple of years before Stan passed, so yep. it's a prized possession in my house. Um, yeah, that's it for the first show and tell this week. So let's get into a follow-up to the Orange Years. Um, side note, I didn't watch the whole documentary last week, so it's kind of where we left off. And yep. I ended up finishing that night, and it was basically the teenage years, our teenage years, what followed up. Um, Legend of the Hidden Temple, um, Guts, Global Guts, Mike O'Malley, who's in a lot of acting stuff now. I think he's in Wrestlers, he's in, or, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Heels, he was in Heels. Mm. Um... We didn't talk about Snick Saturday Night Nick at all. And, oh uh, yeah, the big, the big orange yep. couch, all that, which I watch all that every Saturday. Um, the TLC did the TLC did the theme song to that. Um, Chris Farley did a, did a part on that before he passed. I think within three three months before he passed. Um, of course, Good Burger the movie with Keenan and Kel mm-hmm. started on there as well. Keenan and Kel was also spun off on that, and Coolio did the theme song. We talked about them a while ago. Um, Secret World of Alex Mack. I used to love that show. Very first uh, foray into superhero television. Wasn't a lot of superheroes on TV at the time. Jessica Alba had her start on there as well. Um, And Are You Afraid of the Dark? The Midnight Society. Um, I remember watching that too and being scared shitless Saturday nights with my blankets up over my head watching (laughs) that show and those scary stories that are trying to scare the shit out of little kids. Um, Then Nick takes over your school. They had this little contest where Everybody would sign up, and they would pick one person, and Nickelodeon would come in and turn their whole entire school into this big Nickelodeon studio type of deal. Um, yeah, I remember that. Um, the Kids' Choice Awards, Nick Magazine, the merchandising. We talked about the orange VHS and, and stuff that they used to have that was different. They had the GAC, which was like that slime in the, in the thing. Um, SpongeBob was a little bit after our time, though it was huge. It's kind of what changed Nickelodeon's uh, trajectory. But the one thing we have Chris on here to talk about is Nick News with Linda Ellerby. And I remember you, I remember we'll, t- we'll talk about it in detail or as much as you yep. can remember. But I remember it was set at Pease Air Force Base. And I think it was your grandfather, correct? I'll let you tell the story. Yeah. So 
I, I just learned this last night. This was a detail I, I, I didn't know until I uh, talked to my father. But, so, Nick News was looking to do a piece on the closing of Peace Air Force Base um, with somebody who had a, who was stationed there and had a grandson who was about eight years old. Okay. So, I just found this out last night, but it was because I was eight years old was the reason they approached my grandfather. Really? I guess it was, I guess, uh... Nick News, the person they went to was like my grandfather's old wing commander or something hmm. uh, under under him at, uh, that he was under at Pease. And he said, oh, well, I believe Paul Powers got a grandson about eight years old. So they, they reached out to him and, you know, they set it up. Um, you know, spoiler, I didn't meet Linda Ellerby. They had a, <laughs> they had a couple of cameramen come down uh, and followed us around. We met them at the... Um, at the Sheraton Hotel in downtown Portsmouth. Uh, I remember at the time I was in the middle of taking piano lessons, and there was, like, this giant grand piano in the entrance hall, so I was all excited to sat down and played it. So when they brought us to Pease, um, we walked around a lot, and it was... The, 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 the initial shoot was we went on location to Pease, because at the time it was still an active U.S. Air Force base with security. Mm -hmm. My grandfather had the military clearance, so that was what was able to get us on there with the cameraman. Obviously, everything was pre-authorized. Yep. But we went and we took a look at the old housing. Um, that was one of the parts I remember the most. I remember because, that, too, from the video. Yeah. And it, it was what was really amazing. What they had torn down a ton of the, like half of the old housing had been torn down. Sixteen Aspen Avenue, where my father and grandmother and the brothers and sisters lived, still stood. So I was actually able to see the actual wow. house that my that my nice. that they and my grandfather were stationed at there, which was really cool. That's cool. Um, and they didn't film it, but they actually were able to unlock the door, and I could, and I was able to go in and uh, inside and see too. So. Wow. That, that was cool. But we, um, you know, we covered a lot of stuff about the closing of Peas. Um, there was the, uh, we, we went to the main exchange, which was like the grocery store on base. They had just built a brand new hospital like a year or two prior to closing Peas Air Force Base. Uh, so that was a big waste. And, uh, you know, we've all been there recently, yeah. you know, and now it's just a big commercial hub. They still have a few military flights, but... Yeah, the closing of Pease was really, um, it, it was a big deal at the time. And, and um, they had the, uh, the big layoffs at Portsmouth Naval Shipyard in the early 90s, too. Mm -hmm. So at the time that we filmed that, they had just had a big furlough in 1992. My father dodged that furlough when we, when we did yep. the film. And he actually talks about it in, in the video. The next year, 1993, there was another furlough, which was the one that my father was laid off in. So. Okay. I remember my parents were freaking out about that because my dad worked at the shipyard and yeah, stuff. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, that, that was not a good time for the shipyard. The, you yeah. know, the, cold, the cold War was over, and Clinton yep. decided mm -hmm. he was going to downsize the military. And, yeah, yep. that was that was rough for peas in the shipyard and everything else. But, um when did you so, realize? When did you realize the magnitude of Nickelodeon and all that? Because I, I remember you told me uh, yesterday. You told me that you had you weren't you didn't have cable, so you weren't you right. weren't really you weren't really sure what Nickelodeon was. You weren't sure what Nick News was or Linda Ellerby. You weren't sure of any of that. But I know I know 
you must have heard about it, and you had the I, video, of course. I knew Nickelodeon. I knew okay. what it was. I had not encountered Nick News. <clears throat> my grandparents had cable, so right. I went over to my gr- when I I grew up with an antenna and rabbit ears and yeah. black yep. and white yep. TVs. My dad, my dad did too. Yeah, <laughs> but um, my grandparents had cable, so when I go over there, I could I could watch cable and of course you know i was a kid we wanted to watch nickelodeon exactly, so i knew yeah. it and i knew some shows i remember you talked about nick arcade yeah as, as soon as you said salute your shorts i just started going camp on a one oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> i love that show yeah we talked about Dude, it was it, it was great yeah. yeah um and of course legends of the hidden temple all-time favorite nickelodeon show that, that was go. just the shit but um yeah i didn't know nick news but obviously i quickly became familiar um, so your grandfather, when you, did you watch it with him the very first time on Nick Live the night it night it aired? Do you remember how that how that happened? It was probably so long ago. I didn't see it the night it aired. Okay. Uh, I we just got the, as soon as they um, completed the episode, you know, they sent us the tape. Okay. Um, and then you and then you brought it to school and you showed. I think it was fourth grade or somewhere around there. You showed it to us. I remember. Well, let's see. It was ninety two, so we would have been in second grade when I filmed it. But yeah, it was probably about third, third grade third or that. Oh, yeah, okay. that it started. Yeah. But, cool. Because I definitely yeah I remember about fourth grade and as we, I was in Mr. Grove's class. I remember we had a lot of. Yeah. Yeah, that's very cool. Uh, yeah, we don't know too many people that have been on TV. <laughs> <laughs> so it's pretty cool that you were on Nickelodeon in the prime of Nickelodeon. Yeah, right. Nick News especially, but very cool. Um, I didn't. I've been busy. I've been sick, so I haven't been able to download any of the new iOS or Mac stuff. So skip all of that this week. We'll talk about what we watched, and we watched the Ahsoka finale. Mm-hmm. Um, Star Wars at its best. The finale left some big, huge cliffhangers. Um, finale we'll sucked. Talk- Compared to the rest of the season, yeah. It was kind of a disappointment. You figure some of the stories would be finished, finalized, but they're definitely going to a season two, which is they, fine. Episode seven does. Yeah, they did. And uh, the very beginning, they're raining hell, hellfire. Um, the night troopers turn into zombies, which we kind of figured was going to happen this whole entire time. Um, the night sister versus Ahsoka. Sword versus Saber. Why? Why didn't they just start chopping down the quote-unquote zombies with, oh, I don't know, their fucking lightsabers? Yeah, uh, for a dramatic effect, Kevin. Um, Thrawn returns home. Ezra's home. Ahsoka and Sabine are lost in another galaxy. And Ray Stevenson's journey kind of ends because he passed away in real life. But he's on this world, and there's this big, huge reveal of him standing on the... The father... The father, and I know, I know the father. There's like Mortis, the, the or mother, something. the dot. Da- it's the father, the mother, the daughter, the mother, the daughter, the same. And there's the brother. Okay. Uh, they all represent the basically the. I think. I think the brother is the dark side of the force. Yes. And the sisters, the light, light. side of the force. Um, there was a big Clone Wars arc about this whole thing. Yeah. Um, it's kind of confusing if you don't know, and I'm sure a lot of people that didn't watch Rebels or Clone Wars had no fucking idea what was going on and had to like google it and stuff and overall um, overall that's my whole thing with this series is the knowledge that you have to have from the cartoon really took right. you out of a lot of it and especially this last episode really surprised they didn't do a recap of the rebels and clone wars or put one out before the show to like kind of catch you up on stuff yeah um 
but yeah, I didn't. I wasn't impressed with the finale. Um, it's all leading to either Ahsoka season two or the movie, yeah, or whatever's going to happen to Mandalorian or whatever. But the movie should be sick. I mean, I assume Luke Skywalker will be in the movie, and I think yep. all this is building towards um, finding out why Kylo really went to the other side. Like, I think a lot of it's going to build towards the sequel trilogy. Um, but we'll have to wait and see. Yep. Um, so yeah, that's it. Overall series for me was an eight out of 10. Um, even though we don't rate out of 10, but it's, it was okay in parts, but there was a very, very much that you had to know from the cartoons. And I, that kind of turned me off. Right. Um, and like everything was always a, a Wikipedia search or a Google search after to find out who the hell is this guy, this father and who the hell are these Sith, Sith statues in the middle of this planet in the in faraway galaxy. So it's it's a lot of mythology that it was talked about in the Clone Wars and Rebels that I just did not know, and a lot of people didn't know. Because um, let's be honest, Star Wars are the movies. Um, yeah. For kids, it's the cartoons, and teenagers maybe. But um, if you're into that stuff, it's the movies, and there's no explanation of what was going on in the beginning. So you're going in very blind. Um, that was my only gripe with the whole entire thing. However, a lot of visually stunning stuff happened in this series, so that's why it's an 8, eight out of 10 for me. And I'm hoping that there is a Season 2, and I'm also hoping that there's a lot more explanation of what the fuck is going on. But we'll have to wait and see. Um, the other thing I didn't watch this week, but I want you to talk about it, not in spoiler detail, but a little bit of, uh, little bit of reaction, was Gen V Episodes 1 through 4, um, <laughs> the spinoff to The Boys... Now this is set as a kind of an X Men like um, world where the where there's this school for gifted children and I'll let you go on. Um, it's awesome. It's um, it's kind of how you like figure out like uh, why certain people are picked for being in uh, the Seven, um, where they all have to like perform well on social media. You have to have a certain amount of followers, blah, blah, blah. Really? A-Train's been on the show. The Deep's been on the show. Um, the bad guy from the last, like, episode of the last season of uh, Dexter, um, the guard from Shawshank, who was okay. also in the first episode of Ahsoka, uh, he's in the show. Um, it's very good. Very well done. Um, I'm loving it so far. I think it's the best thing on TV right now. Chris, do you watch The Boys or any of any of those uh, shows, or have you watched Gen V? I'm not familiar with them. Oh, okay. no. but I, okay. it's been a long time since I've really checked out any of the streaming shows. Oh, okay, although okay, I Amaz- know you Amazon it. adopted um, the Wheel of Time series. I yes. I hear, which I hear is okay. good. Yeah. Wheel of Time's done. I loved that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, Gen V so far has been great. Um, my, I think my favorite character in the boys' universe is on Gen V. Um, her name is Cricket, and she can shrink down. Okay. And how she shrinks down is uh, disturbing. Because okay. um, I had a sister with an eating disorder, so that'll give you a little idea. Okay. But in the last episode, episode four, she gets big, like Ant-Man. Like, really? she's basically, she's the Ant-Man character. Okay. Um, and she's awesome. Um, yeah, she's great. Uh, all the characters in the show are fantastic. I can't wait for you to start watching it because you like the boys so much. I do. This might even be better than the boys. I mean, really? we're only four episodes in, but it's been very good so far. Awesome. Um, some very messed up stuff in it, um, which you can expect from from the universe of the boys. Yep. But uh, it's excellent. Nice. 
Um, I did start watching The Haunted Mansion. It's on Disney nice. Plus at the moment. Uh, this is a remake from the from the one with Eddie Murphy that happened in like 2003. Um, yep. More based off of the ride at Disney World rather than that movie. It's it's kind of based off that ride. Um, so far, so good. I do like it. I, li- I like like Heath Sandfield a lot. Yeah. I know you. I know that's you the only do reason too. why I want to watch it. Yeah. I know you do too. So I'm gonna continue watching that. But the big movie this week it's uh, Halloween season, so we watched X. Um, yes. The new, kind of new well, movie Ty universe, Ty yes. West movie movie universe started with X, yes. continues with Pearl, and I think Maxine comes out this year or next year. Uh, next year, I think next spring. Okay, and, and now maybe, I know what. Depending now I know on what, what happens with the writers, but, and yeah. now I know what Maxine is. Yes. Why that? Why that title is Maxine? But yes. we'll get into that. Um, overall, decent movie, but you know me. Yeah. Not huge not on slashers. Yeah. I'm not huge on slashers at all. Um, I do like Scream. I like a few slasher movies, but this is very, very weird. Um, if you don't know anything about this movie, Kevin, give a little bit of explanation of what X is and how it came to be. I know you know probably a little bit more than I do about it. Um, yeah, so basically these, what is there, four of them, five of them, uh, yeah. rent uh, rent like a little house on the property of these two old people. Set in the 70s? Set in the 70s, yep. 77, I believe. Yep. Um, to shoot a porno and um because the vhs market's like coming in so it might be like later it might be like 79 or 80 but it's around that time period um kid cuddy's in it yep um so uh maxine is played by um one of my favorite actresses in horror right now and of course i'm blanking yeah mia goth and she's also the old lady in the movie yeah uh same actress which is kind of cool she's also obviously the main lady in pearl pearl um who which is about the old lady who does all the killing in this movie um it's like her prequel story and she sees them shooting this porno and has flashbacks to when she wanted to be an actress which is what pearl's about okay it takes place during world war one like around 1918 i believe okay. um so we'll watch that in a few weeks yep. but uh yeah she starts killing these people off one by one this fucking like 80 year old lady or 90 year old lady whatever she's supposed to be yeah um, that was that was a quick turn the first yes. murder it was because first of all it was over an hour into the movie there's already a lot of yep. a bunch of sex stuff going on Yep. Kid, Kid Cuddy at one point goes in a doorway and all you can see is his big huge dong hanging down to his knees as the old man's at the doorway. It's like, what the fuck <laughs> is this movie, Kevin? <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, and then um, Jenna Ortega decides that she yeah. wants to try being a porn star. Yeah, she's so in this So because too. of that, That's her right. her boyfriend, who's filming it, can't stand it, so he decides to leave and he's the first victim of the he old is, lady. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, Jenna Ortega filmed this, Scream, and Wednesday all as a relative unknown. And then she yeah. blew up with Wednesday. Um, but yeah, was she, she, was she filmed a, this and Scream back to back. Was she a Disney star? Is that where she got her start? Where, where I'm did not she sure. Get? I'm not sure either. I know it just um, came out of nowhere. I just know she came out of, she literally came out of left field. Like she was yep. in this and Scream within a month of each other. Yep. And Scream came out first. And I remember thinking going into this that she would be the main girl, not Maya Goss. So I was very surprised when she got killed in yeah. this film yep. um but yeah i like how it sets up at the beginning where they do the walk the police come through and then it flashes back to like 48 hours earlier and then you see everything play out um and yeah i'm really excited for maxine whenever that comes out hopefully soon but we never know with a writer strike right now any idea um, what maxine is, is it maxine a sequel to this 
So yes, she survives. It'll be, okay. place, it'll be taking place in the 80s. Um, if you go on YouTube, there's like a two-minute teaser, and it's just the Hollywood Hills. And um, I can't think of the name of the song, but a classic 80s song is playing. And, okay. And it kind of it looks like a VHS tape, and it kind of goes from the back end of Hollywood to the front end, and then it just says Maxine. Okay. Um, so it looks like it's going to be very much tied into the 80s. Of course, Ty West got... Uh, popular and famous when he did the VHS movies, which okay. was like a big like cult. Like I think that might have been like the start of A twenty four in general. Okay, and uh, it was like him and like four other directors did the VHS movies, um, all working together on them, uh, filming different scenes, different locations, then editing everything together. Um, yeah, I like it because it's a uh, it's like a classic like trope. Everything in the movies tropes on other horror movies, but it's kind of got a little Ty West flair to it. And I like him as a director, so I really enjoy it. Um, overall, did you like it, or you thought, you thought it was just okay? Um, I liked it. Um, it's it was a lot, though. I mean, it's I'm a quick not... hour and a half, and once they yeah. start the killing, some of the killings are kind of brutal. It's the dude very steps slow. on a nail. Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah, very slow to get into. Um, the the killings. I mean, it started very abruptly within an hour. I think hour yeah, exactly because it's only hour and a half. It's yeah. a short movie. And the killings all happened within the last half hour. Or so yeah, um, yeah. Overall, okay. I, I, I do want to see Pearl because I know it's set. Pearl uh, is long very ago, different. So, yeah. Very different. Okay. Um, it's Pearl's very much like if you were to watch a movie from the nineteen twenties. Okay. Um, it's kind of how Pearl is filmed. Plus, it's got the new Superman David Corn sweats in it. Okay. So. No, I want to watch it even more then. Okay. Cool. So um, we'll do that in like two weeks. Uh, next week we'll do the Kevin Smith movie. Okay, yeah, Red we State. Both Red want State. to see Red State. Yep. Yeah, yeah, we'll do that. Yep, awesome. Okay, so Red State next week, Pearl the week after. Okay. Yep. Last thing we watched the premiere last night was Loki season two, episode one. Um, lot of, lot of uh, time travel, multiverse fuckery going on. A lot of confusing dialogue. That's the one gripe that I have with the show right now is the dialogue. Other than that, um. It's it's weird to see a show that actually uses CGI in a great way compared mm. to what we've seen in the last year year and a half two yep. years. Um, you can tell they put all of their money into this. Um, I do like Loki. I know I know you're kind of soft on the Lo- not soft, but I know you don't like Loki as much as I do, especially the Thor movies, the original Thor movies. Um, I do like Loki. I like him as a character. I like Tom Hiddleston as an actor. Yes. And I know I'm in the minority in that aspect. And you, and also. you very much are, because everybody that loves the MCU yeah. loves Loki, loves his villain arc as the the god of mischief. I I love him in this too. I love Sylvie even more, his doppelganger from another galaxy or another multiverse. Um, and I also love Kiyu Kwan as Obi in this. I think he's amazing. Yep. I'm glad they brought him in after everything, everywhere, all at once. Have you seen everything, everywhere, all at once, Chris? Oh my God, it's a great movie. It's a, it's a very. How would you, how would you explain everything, everywhere, all at once, Kevin? It's, it's like, ti- it's like time travel, multiverse. It's more, mul- it's, more multiverse. Um, it's very meets, hard to cr- explain. Meets, meets crouching tiger, hidden dragon, because Michelle Yeoh's yeah. in it. Um, but it's very, very good. And Kiyu Kwan, who played Data in uh, Data in Goonies and Short Round in um, Indiana Jones, oh, he's yeah. he's in it. He he actually got an Oscar for his role in that movie. Yeah, but he's also given to him in, by Harrison Ford. 
Yep, given to him by Harrison Ford, and that, he's that movie in. Made a lot of noise, yeah. It did. Yeah, it's very, it's, very good. It's very fucking good. Track yeah. it down. It's on one of the streaming sites. Yep. Um, but he's but he's in that. He's great in that. Um, and it's great to see him come back as an actor, and it's great to see him in coming into a Marvel project and actually having yep. some, actually having something later in life. I think he's almost fifty, if not fifty years old. He's got to be older than that. He took I such mean, a long, in, yeah. He took he, such a long break in between everything, and I know. I saw a picture. What the fuck did I see? It was yesterday. He was doing. He does. He did training for movies like martial martial arts training behind the scenes for a lot of uh, a lot of movies. I can't remember the behind the scenes picture. What it was. It was something in the early two thousands. But he, that's where he was basically. He was doing all the behind the scenes stuff. But he hadn't been an actor since the nineties, early nineties. I think the last thing that I remember him being in was Encino Man. I think he had a very quick cameo in Encino Man. Oh yeah, he was in Encino Man. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, he hadn't acted. Sure. He hadn't acted until until this guy who did everything everywhere all at once. These two guys gave him a chance, and uh, he blew it out the park. And then Marvel hired him, and he did. He's doing great in this in this show too. So um, overall, looking forward to this week by week. Uh, prime time Thursday night Disney Plus Loki season two. So IGN came out with a list. I know we have a lot of problems with these types of lists. Um, twenty five best this, twenty five best that, twenty best this, whatever. 25 best superhero movie villains of all time. I have the whole entire list of the 25. Um, I would say the top nine are all pretty dead on. Um, yep. Uh, I, except for Penguin. I don't like DeVito's Penguin. But I do love that movie. I, I like that character of him. But yeah, it all has to do with that movie. The I don't like that the, whole movie. the t- Tim Burtonness of it. Just kind of yeah, irks me. Yeah, I know what you mean. I think, I think he could have been an incredible Penguin if they did a, like, more Mer- Burgess Meredith or right. whatever. Yep. Um, if he did just classic Penguin, I think he would have been absolutely yep. fucking incredible. Um, but, yeah, I mean, look at this list. I mean, you got Thanos, yeah, number one. Joker. Yeah. Number two. Fight for Catwoman. Catwoman, number three. Killmonger from Black Panther, number four. Yep. So you've gotten all the great big ones right in the front right there. I, I would switch Defoe at five with Catwoman. Yeah. But that's just personal preference. I just love William Defoe. Yeah, me too. And McKellen is Magneto's number six. The Joker, Jack Nicholson's Joker, number seven. Yep. I, I agree with that. Doctor Octopus yep. number nine. Um, Loki number ten. Syndrome yep. from uh, the the Incredibles, right? Um, number yes. eleven. Mister Glass from uh, that's the an interesting one. Yep. Um, Zod, the Terrence Stamp Zod from the original Superman, um, the High Evolutionary, which is a great villain from the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Yeah. Um, so yeah, overall, good list. I Jan, you did a good job this time. Um, I prefer Shannon Zod more than the Zod from the old movies. But those yeah. movies are hailed as classics, yeah, anyways. Yeah, and yeah. he he is very stamp is awesome as Zod, but I just I love uh, love the other guy. I know what you mean. Yep. So that's it for uh, what we watched and our list this week. So let's get into the news. And it's not a new segment without the trailer roundup. Uh, trailer for Doctor Who. Uh, I think in a couple of weeks, the 60th anniversary of Doctor Who comes out. Um, it's going to be a three-episode arc with David Tennant coming back as a 14th Doctor, I believe. Um, temporarily, kind of a switch between him and the new Doctor, who's going to take over the very last episode. Um, but I love Doctor Who. I haven't watched too much of the of the last one, which I'm gonna I'm gonna catch up on before this airs. But uh, hopefully catch up on. But um, yeah, Doctor Who, love it. Glad it's coming back. It's gonna be airing on Disney Plus, so that's that's a plus too. 
But the big trailer this week is 20 years, yes. 20 years in the making. If you watch the Grindhouse movies, you know this fake trailer aired in front of or in the middle of these movies. Just done like by Machete. E- done by Eli Roth, the yes. trailer for Thanksgiving about a mur- murderous pilgrim in Plymouth, Massachusetts. <laughs> it's a slasher I, movie. I can't wait. Uh, trailer I love is very Eli Roth. The trailer is very gory, very Eli Rothy. Um, yeah, it's oh, it's yeah. basically what hopefully, you'd expect from a murderous pilgrim. Hopefully, he goes pilgrim. full Eli Roth. It looks it like it doesn't it hold like back. It. Looks like it from the trailer. That, there's God, a scene. There's a guy. there's a scene at the end of this trailer where he puts a woman in an oven and turns it up and bakes her like she's a Thanksgiving turkey. So. So you coming with me to see this? I I, I guess I have to, don't I? Well, it all depends because this comes out probably around the time I have to move. So do you do you want to know what I was thinking for the fourth week of Halloween movies? What? Texas Chainsaw, the original. The original. Okay. A movie, a movie so dirty I must take a bath after ha- having viewed it. Okay. <laughs> I, I've only seen. I only saw the remake. I haven't seen the original. So I enjoy maybe. the remake. Okay. But. Okay, maybe we'll do that. Um. So that's it for trailers this week. Let's get into the news. Uh, weekend box office, Paw Patrol, another kids movie, <laughs> one for twenty three million dollars. Saw X, one for uh, second for eighteen million. And the Creator, yep. which I saw, did, and you I end up seeing it. Saw that yesterday. Yes, so we'll talk. We'll um, talk about it in depth in a minute. Okay, um, but it did fourteen million dollars um, in the in its first weekend. Excuse me, considered a failure, uh, box office failure. A lot of people were dragging yeah. it, but it's a sci fi fatigue right now. And so. also, it's. Only an $80 million film, so right. they could just leave it in theaters until it makes back its money and then call yeah. it a day. Yeah, let's talk about it now. We'll talk about it before we get into the news, but we did see The Creator. I saw it last week. Uh, what are you? What are your thoughts? Cause I kind of left you on the uh, off the hook with it, saying that visually stunning movie, great mm-hmm. new sci-fi story. However, there's something missing. There's something in the story that's missing. Uh, some, could, some, part of the, some part of the plot, I couldn't pinpoint what it is. Yeah, and I don't know what you were talking about, so I'm just I. I mean, I understand what you were saying. The story's a little iffy. Uh, you could tell that Gareth Edwards took a lot from various sci-fi, everything from Aliens, um, yep. Star Wars, obviously, uh, even fucking Armageddon at the end. Yeah, that was very Armageddon-y. Very. Um, which maybe I thought of that because I watched that and recently. Uh, I don't care. I love that movie. Um, but yeah, overall, I thought it was very good. It's in, I think it's around 6th. I think it bumped Barbie back to like 7th or 8th on my top of the year. Because how I do Letterboxd is as soon as I see a movie, I'll add it to where it feels like it fits in. Then at the end of the year, I'm going to look at my list and reconfigure it that way. Okay. Based on, give myself some time to think about different things. Which is why Barbie is still top 10. It probably won't be by the end of the year. Because right. um, there's other sh- movies there. They're later down the list that I think I prefer better than Barbie from my own personal preference. But, uh, yeah, I really did enjoy this movie. Um, still sucks. We're not getting Dune part two till next year. Yeah. They yeah. move that. Um, but yeah, John David Washington, any movie he's in, I'll watch everything. He elevates every film just like his father did. Yeah. If he wasn't in it, it was just a regular actor. It probably would have been just a whatever movie, but his presence on screen elevates it. Uh, Jason Momoa kind of has that effect on me too. And some, some stuff like Aquaman's just better because of who he is, how he portrays the character. John David Washington's awesome in this movie. Um, but yeah, overall, I really, really did enjoy it. Yeah, it's a good sci-fi movie. Um, good theater flick, too. I, I didn't mention yeah. that last week, but it did yep. look great in the theater. Um, yep. 
So yeah, go watch that creator. I'm sure it'll be streaming eventually, but... Um, LAPD was called to the Saw X editor's home after neighbors heard sounds of torture. Yep, I saw that and I had to throw that in the notes just because I think that's funny to me. Yeah, no, you saw saw that a couple weeks ago, so... Um, first poster for The Iron Claw, which is a movie we're both excited for, starring Zac Efron, Jeremy Allen White. Yep. Um, A24 is dropping the trailer next Wednesday. Um, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna probably cry during this movie, I'm not gonna lie. This movie's probably gonna hit me pretty emotionally. It's a heartbreaking story Um, about that wrestling family, but yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll talk about it next week, the full trailer when it's revealed, but... Um, some great, re- some great actors playing these, portraying these, uh, wrestlers of the yep. old, old days, so I can't wait. Um, we talked about the writer's strike ending last weekend. Saturday Night Live is coming back with a season 49 premiere, and Pete Davidson is hosting it. Um. Good old butthole eyes. Good old butthole eyes. Coming back. Um, also, Drew Barrymore's show. She announced she was coming back, and all of her head writers say, fuck you. You can come back all you want, but you are a scab, and we are quitting. So they all quit on her. <laughs> so she's looking for she's they're looking for uh, new writers for that show. And she, I, like I told you when this first came out, she's going to have a hell of a time getting out of this PR mistake that she made. Um, coming back during a strike that was very very coveted in Hollywood, and pretty much saying fuck you to everyone that was fighting on the picket lines. Um, it's going to be take years for her to get out of that mess. Um, speaking of the, speaking of the writer strike and actors, all that shit going on in AI, um, Robin Williams' daughter talked about AI and the voice recreation of her father. I know there's a new Disney Plus cartoon coming out where they're using old archive footage of Robin Williams as the genie. The genie? Yes. Oh. And they're going to put that in this, sh- I think it's a short that they're doing for, for the 100th anniversary of Disney. And, yep. um. I know it's old footage, but she's kind of talking about that as well as the AI of taking that and using AI to uh, make it better, I guess, or crisp it up, I guess. I don't know, I don't know what the hell they use AI for. but um, Zelda Williams, who, of course, named after Legend of Zelda, yep. um, daughter of late uh, Robin Williams, spoke out against AI, saying that uh, the ramifications go far beyond her, my own feelings. Living actors deserve a chance to create characters with their own choices. And she's right on that. AI is such a creepy, weird way. Mm. We've seen a lot of uh, deep fake stuff happening in Hollywood. Especially we saw it we saw it in Star Wars with Luke Skywalker and Mark Hamill. Yep. Um And we've seen we've seen a lot of those viral videos of like uh of uh Tom Cruise and all that shit that happened on uh, I think it's all the late night shows. They had those uh, viral deep fakes that happened a long time ago too, so yeah, AI is a is a slippery slope, so it's something to keep an eye on. Um, Roy, we actually talked about Daily Show last week, and Roy Wood Jr., who is a front runner to be the uh, Daily Show host, um, exits, quit the show completely, not even being a correspondent anymore. Um, and uh, the search for the host continues after the writers' strike, and they still don't know who's going to do it after Trevor Noah, Noah left. Of course, we talked about. The John Stewart years being amazing. We loved that back in the early 2000s. Craig Kilborn, too. And uh, you know, I haven't, we haven't watched too much of the newer stuff. But, uh, yep. but yeah, I do like Roy Wood Jr. I've seen a lot of clips of him, and I think he's, I think he's fantastic. He's funny as hell. So, um, Disney VF, VFX, speaking of more striking, um, they're unionizing, likely to spur more studios to do it, Disney and Marvel. Um, 
And, uh, yeah, they just want people to respect the work that they do, which is understandable because the amount of hours that they put in for VFX yeah. is compared they work to like everything else. hour days. Yeah, compared to everything else in Hollywood, it's crazy. So, um, rumors started picking up. Taylor Swift, of course, big news in football. She was at this game last weekend with Travis Kelsey, and she was there with Ryan Reynolds, Sean Levy, who's the director of Deadpool 3, and Hugh Jackman at this Kansas City's Chiefs, Kansas City's Chief game. Um, they're all in the stands together, clapping for Travis Kelsey, and the rumors started coming up once again that she's going to be playing Dazzler in Deadpool 3, and fans are convinced yep. of this. Um, I can tell you, I think Disney would be smart if they did. Because this movie comes out next week, her, her concert film, and I think it's going to do gangbusters. It could be the biggest movie of the year. It's going to be the biggest opener of the year. I don't know about biggest movie, but right, it's going biggest to be weekend, Barbie's, yeah, definitely. Barbie's 168. Uh, I think Barbie was 168 or something like that. Yeah. It's probably going to beat that, um, as it's already pre-sale re- setting records all over the place. Yeah, I mean, Ryan Reynolds does a good job. He brought Brad Pitt into, uh, into Deadpool 2, so I'm sure he'll yep. beat some sort of a cameo with Taylor Swift as Dazzler would be. And if the, if, it's, if the Swifties find out about it, not only will it be us watching, it'll be the Swifties going to the movie theater and seeing Deadpool 3, which will be very interesting. Um, I saw some uh, casting rumors. I think this is more fan rumors than anything else. Um, of course, they're rebooting Harry Potter for a TV show on, H- on HBO or Max. And uh, Lord Voldemort, played by Ralph Fiennes back in, back in the early days of, of Harry Potter. Brilliantly played by Ralph Fiennes. Yep. Yeah. Um, and the rumors are, of what this fan casting are saying is Cill- Killian Murphy, who I fucking love. Me too. In Peaky Blinders and everything in the Batman universe. You um, still see Oppenheimer. I have to see Oppenheimer. I haven't God, seen it yet. God, that movie was awesome. I want to see it very badly. Um, but yeah, the the rumors of him playing Lord Voldemort. Um, I don't know if that's. I don't think that's a real rumor. I think that's more fan fiction, fan art. But um, I don't know who else could play such a big, brooding character, huge villain like that. He would be great in that. I'm not sure if he would do it or not. Mm. Um, In a new and a new uh, Carnage comic from Marvel is coming out. Um, Scarier than the publishers thought, and now the retailers are warning and pulling it off the shelves um, because it's no longer suitable for (laughs) preteens. So yeah, comics are a weird oh, wow. thing now. Comics are a weird thing nowadays. It's not the comics where I grew up. Um, very adult oriented. Some of the stuff is are, are is right along well, the yeah, line I mean, of smut. Look at my shelf with like the boys. I have the yep. boys, and they're all like way more graphic than the TV yep. show could ever be. Yep. it's insane the type of stuff that you can do as you label it a graphic novel. Uh, even like Fight Club Two is a graphic novel because they couldn't get away with some of that stuff that, yep. if they wanted to make a movie out of it. Yep. Um, Adidas are, re- are releasing a Spider-Man 2 is Spider uh, advanced suit in Venom shoe. Um, looks very cool. It's got the symbiote taking over the uh, the, the heel of it. Um, I'm sure they're probably sold out and probably don't fit my fat ass feet. So, <laughs> um, I don't know. Do, were you in the dark side of comedy? Did you watch that first season or any of it? I did not. Um, that was the one with the Chris Farley episode, right? Uh, I had Chris Farley, and there was an Artie Lang episode that I talked about when it first aired. We, I watched the Artie Lang one. Okay. Yes. Um, but they're coming out with a season two. Uh, comes out in a couple weeks, uh, October tw- uh, October 17th. Um, but they're going to be covering Tracy Morgan, his Walmart truck accident, um, Ellen DeGeneres, Robin Williams, uh, his, his, his death, uh, Joan this Rivers. This looks awesome. Carlos Mencia, the whole thing that happened with him stealing jokes. Um, Sam Kinison, very, very weird way that he died as well. Um, Norm MacDonald, that's, that's an episode, episode that I want to see. 
Yep. Uh, Phil, Phil Hartman, which is a huge, huge yep. thing that happened in Hollywood. Uh, Gilda Radner, she died of cancer. And Family Matters, I don't know. I guess that covers the... Uh, I don't know what that I don't know what that would cover in Family Matters. The, uh, the porn Vivian? star. Oh, okay, that makes sense. That's, okay. that's the only thing I can think of is maybe her leaving the show and whatever and how they went on or whatever. Interesting, interesting. That's the only yeah. thing I can think of off the top of my head. Yeah. Um. So yeah, looking forward to that. We'll we'll talk about that when it comes on. Um. Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Selena Gomez just finished season three of Only Murders in the Building, and it was announced that season four is renewed on Hulu. Um, great show, great um, murder mystery show. I love Steve Martin, of course, Martin Short, of course. Um, it's a great show to get into if you're into just a regular half-hour comedy, so worth watching. Um, Yellowstone. I know a lot of people love Yellowstone. It's on uh, Paramount, and now it's on CBS, and they're re-airing the first season currently, and it's doing massive ratings for CBS on Sunday nights. I think it's becoming the number one scripted show on television at the moment. And this is a show that's been out for, what, five years, six years? And they're just re-airing the first uh, season. Six years. Yeah. Uh, five seasons or something like that. Yep. So, yeah, that's it's doing gangbusters for them as well. So, um, And I know, I think I think the last season kind of stopped abruptly because of uh, of uh, Costner uh, quitting. Very, no, very it... Um, it stopped abruptly because they only aired the first half of season five. Okay, yeah, I wasn't sure. Uh, Costner is in for the entire season five, and which I thought was going to be the ending, um, okay. but I don't know if it is anymore. Okay. Um, Ty Sheridan's got his whole universe, um, of course, formerly from Sons of Anarchy. Right, uh, he's great. So I gotta once I get the chance, I'm gonna sit down and watch all of the show. Right, right. Um, PlayStation, PlayStation Plus coming out with their own movie streaming thing called PlayStation. Uh, Sony Pictures Core, where they're going to have all the movies. It's kind of be like iTunes, where you can buy movies, rent movies. They're also going to have their own catalog, kind of like their own streaming service with movies you can watch with ads. Um, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't go on. I don't go on PlayStation that often. So as far as play yeah. games, I don't do any extra shit on there. Yeah. Um, Netflix teasing a price increase after the writers, the actor strike is over. Um, it's already nineteen ninety nine a year if you want the premium HD 4K bullshit. Um, and they're discontinuing the basic tier um, in a few months. So uh, it's it's a mess, the streaming, the streaming shit. You know what they're doing, right? They're what? just trying to get you. They want they want everyone to pay for the, the tier with the commercials because that's how they make. They make more money yeah. off commercials than they do somebody paying 20 bucks a month. Yeah. So they're going to eventually probably force you by having the non-commercial version be two or three times more than the commercial version just to make up for the revenue loss. Yeah. Um, but that's what the polls are saying now is that they make so much more money from from the commercials, from sponsors and stuff. Yeah, um, I can see that. So so we'll see. I mean, streaming is ridiculous. I just canceled Disney Plus because it's going to thirteen ninety nine a month. And yeah. I just I don't use it unless a Star Wars show is on. Yep. Um, everything else on it I have access to, so it's not a big deal to lose that. Um, I think the only thing I pay for right now is Hulu. I get the no ads Hulu, whatever that is, fifteen yep. bucks a month. Yep. Um, so that's now the only streamer I pay for. And I, actually, I also canceled Apple TV recently too. So I actually just canceled Hulu. I canceled Paramount. I yep. canceled uh, Peacock. I, I use Hulu, Hulu and HBO more yep. than anything. Yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, I watch I watch a lot of Hulu. Um, cause there's always something I can find old family guy on there or whatever, even like South park. 
Um, so, yeah. Yep. Uh, and finally in news, uh, Toys R Us closed a few years back all around the country, and they're coming out with 24 flagship stores around the country. Um, they were bought by another conglomerate, and they're coming out with this new new flagship setup. I know they were in, I think they were in Macy's stores during the holidays. I can't remember how the yeah. setup was, but they're actually, these are going to be brick-and-mortar stores. Um, they're going to open at airports, cruise ships, probably malls. I, again, I, I don't know much about this, but 24 new flagship stores. Um, Toys R Us was an experience as a kid. I love Toys R Us. I know you did too. Uh, so I mean, yeah, it's going nostalgia. into the video games, getting the video yep. games with yep. the little ticket thing, and you bring it to the counter. Oh yeah, yeah, yep. So yeah, that's it for news. So uh, that's it for our show. And thanks, Chris, for coming on and talking about your experience on the show. Um, very cool. I, uh, I I don't I didn't remember much about it, but it's good to live back through that nostalgia and uh, go back to those memories of you being on Peace Peace Air Force Base. So thanks for coming on talking about it. Yeah, man. Thanks. Yeah, no, I was glad to join in, and uh, thanks for inviting me. It's yeah. good to good to hang out with you guys for an hour. Yeah, it was awesome, man. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk to you. So everybody, we'll talk to everybody next week. I'm gonna try to hand off these flip whips to Kevin. We've been talking about him for a fucking year. Now that I've found him, I don't want him to go to waste in my refrigerator. So we're gonna try to <laughs> test him out. So uh, we'll talk to everybody next week. Peace. Later.